Thank you for joining us in our study of the book of Genesis, entitled The Origin of Reason. Make no mistake about it. Satan is a liar. He does, he's not just given to hyperbole or making misleading statements. No. He is, as Jesus himself said, the devil. Diabolos. Which means the slanderer. One who accuses falsely. A liar. A deceiver. The father of lies. It's his nature. And if you understand anything, understand this. You cannot and you will not Go against your nature unless God intervenes in a dramatic way. Birds cannot and do not swim like the fish. They fly. Why? Because it's their nature. It's what they do. Satan desires to malign the word of God. Why? Because it's his nature. He wants to mislead the saints and create and encourage false reports about you and about the Word of God. Diabolos in the Greek also means backbiter. He is one who seeks to make charges that destroy your reputation and anything else that pertains to God. So, my friend, know that the devil is out to destroy you. In the devil's economy, there are no misconstrued ideas, no slight mistakes. He has a specific goal. He is focused. He hates God. He hates truth. He thrives on confusion and chaos, and he seeks to exchange the truth of God for lies. And one thing we should understand and make no mistake about is that Satan has the dominion over the earth. And that may sound strange to some, but the fact is, he does. Adam was given complete dominion over all the earth. He was in charge. Him and Eve were considered to be the king and queen of creation. But when Adam fell into sin, he abdicated his rule. He transferred his crown and gave it over to the devil himself. So now, Satan, by rights, has dominion over the world's political, religious, social, economic, and educational system. Spiritually, we're in a dark place because Satan has dominion. Now, knowing these things, we should not be deceived or surprised to discover that Satan's lies pervade all human thought. So bad is Satan's dominion that in just a few chapters, in Genesis chapter 6, God sees that the wickedness of man was so great in all the earth that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, consider the magnitude of that statement. And this includes all intellectual endeavors, all scientific endeavor, all philosophical endeavor, and everything else. There are two myths that occupy modern thought, and they're basic. First, as we saw in humanistic theism and and evolution and all, first, life is something that just happened. The way things are is just the way they have evolved. There's no reason for it. There's no purpose for it. It's a nihilistic view. Nietzsche, Camus, South. This is what our children have been taught in the university. There is no authority. There's nobody in charge, really. We woke up this morning by chance. It's all a roll of the dice. That's a lie. Second, all truth is relative. 
There are no absolutes. With many professors gathering together, they delight in teaching these things. Think this through. If there are no absolutes, the statement itself is a false statement. You can't say there are no absolutes with any assurance that you're right. The statement is circular. It makes absolutely no sense. What is right is relative, and then even that is questionable. Thus, nobody can impose truth on anybody else if this is a true thought. Why? Because there is no truth. Life is just a series of suggestions and maybes, postulates. It would be an imposition on your rights for anyone to insist that you hold any conviction at all. Born a male? Well, now, today, you have the right to establish your own truth. And you have to decide if you are a male or not. It may be, it may not be. Could be wrong. You determine your gender, maybe. You're the one who determines what's true. Nobody else. But then, is that even right? With the cursory examination of modern society, it's easy to see that such a summation is not abrasive or far-reaching. I mean, this is the accepted thought in the world around us, particularly in the United States. Such concepts have been promoted to the point that we're being confronted with the idea that suggests the Christian worldview should be forbidden to be taught to our children in public government-sanctioned schools, and that Christian dogma be considered hate speech. Now, consider that fact. There's three decisions that were made back in 1962 and 1963. The Supreme Court of the United States determined that it was unconstitutional for prayer, Christian prayer, to be practiced in schools or the Bible to be read in the public school. This may be the most spiritually significant event in our nation's history over the course of the past 57, 60 years. The Christian worldview is now considered bigoted, racist, and excessively biased. Christianity in secular society is seen as intolerant and opposed to reason, opposed to science, and opposed to progressive truth. These are not new thoughts. It's a repetition of historical positions that have been taken in the past. As Christians, we believe that life began with a purpose in mind. We believe that God created the heavens and the earth. We believe truth is not arbitrary or relative. We believe there are absolutes. We believe the Bible is the verbal, plenary, fully inspired Word of God. We believe God's Word reveals the truth to man. And we believe the Bible is God's revelation to man. We believe God is so sovereign over all things, including the devil and all mankind. But wait, you said the devil has dominion over all the earth. Dominion and sovereignty are two different things. The president of France, Macron, has dominion over France, not over the United States. God is the creator and sustainer of all things. And we operate on his timetable, not ours. And Satan is subject to God's regulations as well. There will be a day when time is no more. And God alone is privy to such knowledge. He is a good God, and he has absolutely no rivals. None. Society tells us holding to this belief system is acceptable, provided that we keep our beliefs to ourselves. 
to publish this abroad is to bring dissension and hostility to others. It troubles people, and it challenges, literally challenges, cultures. It's an ideology that conflicts with a large sector of society, and it brings challenges into the classroom that are uncalled for, and it impedes progressive ideas by holding to what we are told are archaic principles that restrict freedom of expression. It destroys individuality, which is exactly what the government is doing itself. It's also extreme due to the fact that it places a creator at the center of all considerations. This places man in the place of being responsible and accountable, not to other men, but to a God that many say does not even exist. It produces an unwanted sense of guilt by inflicting upon mankind a set of rules that cannot be obeyed. When there is no creator, and when there is no moral standard, man has no responsibility to anyone and is under no obligation to obey anything. Every man, then, really is a god unto himself. Society basically says this in the essence of true liberty. The anomaly is that this liberty men have come to enjoy reaches the conclusion that individuals need to curb their appetite. A man left unrestrained, society has come to realize, brings chaos to his surroundings. Where's the liberty? There's a conflict. There's a tension. It's long been established that man's appetites are uncontrollable, and thus rules and regulations must be established if peace is to be maintained. So, men have elected to regulate our thoughts and actions in an effort to eliminate offense. They've done this by establishing a series of laws that the masses must obey. This led to the institution of government. Government has been given the power to enforce these laws. Without force, laws are useless. This led to the incarceration or elimination of those who refuse to curb their liberties. These laws bring a sense of guilt, for some are not sure if they've obeyed or broken the law, and yet... The Christian idea, with its rules and regulations, is offensive and oppressive. Do you see the contrast? There are two standards being set that run parallel. One is acceptable to man, the other is unacceptable to man. The incongruity of this line of thinking, it's not difficult to distinguish. Man is a free moral agent, and here are the rules which govern the free agency. And these rules are subject, according to man, to constant change. Why? Because man tends to change his mind. There is the liberty. Absolutes are non-existent, so the philosophers step in and explain the reasoning behind all of this. Many have concluded that life as it's presented is absurd, and it has no intrinsic meaning or value. Regardless of what secular intellectuals insist upon, there abides within the heart of all mankind a sense of guilt that nothing can remove or cover up. Somehow we've broken the law. There would be no law if we hadn't broken it. There wouldn't be any chaos, any need for law, if there wasn't any chaos. So there is an inherent guilt that floats above society like a cloud. And the laws are given to suppress the evil of man. Christianity put forward 
that this guilt is an inevitable response and reaction to sin. For all have sinned. It also teaches that this guilt can be removed completely by the work of man. Huh, now that sounds quite odd. The qualifier to this is that this man, this individual, must be free of any and all guilt himself. This leaves us all, you and me, empty-handed because we are all guilty, for all have sinned. But God has provided such a man, the man Christ Jesus. He knew no sin. Mankind now has a deliverer, a savior, one who can stand as our representative, and we can rally behind him and follow him. He is our leader. He is our sustainer. He is our shield and our defender. Christ Jesus, the righteous. But no, the world tells us, no, this is far too simplistic, and it calls for perfection, which is, as we well know, unattainable by any human being. We should follow the established methods of men, accept the fact that life is absurd, that man is the ultimate end of all things, and we must move along and press on towards what man calls utopia. And evolution fits in like a hand in a glove with this concept. We're evolving. We're breaking more and more of the restraints that bind us. We're finding that there is an acceptability among the humans that we can allow for homosexuality. We can allow for transgenderism. We can allow for the perversions that we face in society. Why? Because we're all just human. And if we stop judging one another, the chaos will cease. We, as Christians, reject this idea. And we, as Christians, hold to the idea that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. With this being said, we can understand that there is truly a crisis that we face as we venture out into secular society. There will be an unavoidable clash of ideologies. And the two ideologies that we will see are not and cannot be made compatible. There's no basis for tampering and playing with the truth found in John 3.16, any more than justifiably altering the truth that we find in Genesis. The Word of God is truth. Jesus Christ himself assured us in John 17, Thy word is truth, when he was praying to God his Father. Genesis presents us with a foundational truth which carries us throughout the remainder of scriptures, so pay very, very close attention to the details that we are covering here. Very, very important. We have gone through day one, two, three, four, and five. In our last study, we saw that God created life, what we know as terrestrial life, life that resides on earth, fish, plants, birds. God created all of these things, and now we're moving into day six, and we're going to see that there truly is a conflict of ideologies, and that we have to deal with these things and understand them. And I hope that you'll stay with me as we continue our studies in understanding the origin of reason.
I want to thank you very much for participating in this study, and I'm glad that you've joined us, and I hope that you continue as we continue through the study of Genesis to understand the origin of reason. Thank you very much.